Hey everyone, I'm Riley Burke and welcome to The Variety Show. I'm a 22-year-old student, businesswoman, and traveler who loves expanding my knowledge and learning new things. This podcast is a way for me to take everything I've learned and share it with all of you. The Variety Show, a podcast where we talk about a variety of different things, such as business, fashion, food, travel, friendship, and everything in between. This is a podcast where we can laugh, grow, and learn together, and I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The Variety Show. This episode is going to be so much fun. I'm sitting down today with someone I found through TikTok, actually. He's a super cool guy, has done so many amazing things in his life, such as writing a book, starting a podcast, and running in multiple different marathons. What I'm most excited to talk about, though, is how he ran across the United States. Yeah, you heard that right. He literally ran across the country, and I am so excited to talk all about this huge accomplishment. Please welcome Brady Silverwood. Brady, welcome to the Variety Show. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. That was really some kind words. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to have you. You're seriously so amazing. I was going through your Instagram and TikTok, and you have just accomplished so much already in your life, and it's just so inspiring, and I just can't wait to learn more about you and your story. So I'm excited. We'll (laughs) we'll jump right in. Um, So before we talk about this crazy run that you went on, I want to just kind of get to know you a little bit, learn a little bit of background about you. So tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how old you are, if you have any siblings. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm 25 years old. I grew up in San Diego, California. Um, I'm the youngest of four. Uh, And, you know, growing up, I'd say I was I was pretty active. I played a couple different sports. Yeah. Played soccer, baseball, volleyball, football. Oh wow. Um, but I was never like a I'd say soccer and baseball were probably my best sports. Yeah. And and still I wasn't ever like the star athlete or anything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just kind of play them for fun. I'd say like I was I was decently social. Um you know, academically, I was, I was, you know, kind of average. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so when it came around to like picking a college and stuff, like even when I got into college, I got into Indiana University first. And mm-hmm. I remember I posted, this is like, you'd have to go way back because I've posted too many Instagram posts. <laughs> but like, in high school, I literally posted. I was like, I got into college. No way. Like, I didn't know I was going to get into college. That's so, funny. Um, I chose the University of Arizona. That's kind of the the one that, like, it was not on my radar. But once I visited, I was like, this is totally my vibe. It, yeah. You know? Like, uh, it, socially, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. Like, academically, it's still, you know, a, a pretty honorable school. So. Right. What did you study yeah. in school? Uh, business. So I, I just like, I never knew what I wanted to do. Business was the only thing that kind of intrigued me. Yeah. And specifically like advertisement and marketing. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was just like, you know, pre-business student. And then at Arizona, you have to like apply to the business school. Your oh, interesting. Year. So 
I once I got in, it was like more specific to marketing. Right. And speaking of business, you actually started your own business. I want to hear all about this. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) well, my so my dad was like an entrepreneur, and I always looked up to him. He's he's a developer in California and does affordable housing and. He's been doing it for over 30 years. I think oh, wow. now they have close to 50 or more projects. I should know that number. <laughs> anyways, I, he was always a big role model for me. So I, I always, you know, uh, I, I think when I was in college, that's when I was like, you know, it would be really cool one day to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And so my junior year, we went on this, me and my friends, we went on this like, you know, just a a road trip to USC because our football team was playing. And it was a great weekend, you know, had a lot of fun. When I was in college, I honestly, like, I'm a lot different now, but I would just, uh, you know, work hard and play harder. Like, I would just party a ton in college. (laughs) And so it, it was just that. Like, I'd be lying if I said we were doing lots of business out there. We were just partying a lot. (laughs) and at the end of the trip though we're in the car driving back to tucson and one of my friends was like did you notice like all the girls at usc would wear like these cheer skirts to the game like that was a cool look like why doesn't anyone at our school sell skirts to like girls at our school with yeah our school colors and the car was maybe like seven of us in there and like everyone one by one was like that's a genius idea like wow that's so simple but like why yeah. isn't that why doesn't that exist you know and so when I got back to school I told my roommate best friend Alan um the idea and you know we kind of just were like we I remember we would like underground like do some research that like towards the end of that football season and go to some more games and we saw girls were still trying to wear copy that trend from USC so like yeah. we'd have a home game versus like Utah or something and these U of A girls still would go to American Apparel and just get like a plain white skirt or plain red. Yeah. And that was it. They couldn't get one that had the combination of all our school colors. So yeah, we kind of just got more and more confident with it. Um, But we were like, we'll do it the next football season. So like a bunch of different stuff happened. We actually got into semester at sea. That's what we wanted to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. And our credits weren't going to transfer. So when we realized that we're like, oh, we should still follow through with that. that." Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much time where like we could have just been like, let's not do this. Right. Um, We we followed through with it. We got two skirts. Uh, We found like this manufacturer in Missouri. Okay. (laughs) They were hilarious. Um, Third street. I think it's third street square. And they had like these Missouri accents and so County, and they were just like, (laughs) They thought it was so funny that like these two college guys from Arizona were right ordering. selling skirts. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. And we did too. Everyone at our school, like girls, would call us the skirt guys. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just started simple two skirts on our website: one white, red, red stripe; one red, blue stripe. And like within two months, we were selling to like over thirty different colleges. Oh we my god! A bunch of different, you know, skirt colors wow Um, and then yeah the football season ended and it was like well what now you know we got to sell some more stuff right right swimwear 
being okay. in Arizona. So in the last, you know, it's always hot, pool party season and stuff. So um, I'd say by like March around spring break time, we had maybe sold 200 suits wow. compared to like a thousand skirts. So right. people still knew us of like the skirt company. Yeah. Um, so we were thinking of like, how do we get our name out there? Do like what promotion should we do and stuff? And, you know, this one morning he came in my room, it was, I think it was May 2nd, 2017. And he was just like, this was Alan. He was like, Brady, what if we just gave away some suits for free today? Like we had this one suit called the Pamela and it was red, red one piece. We also sold it in black and white, but Mm -hmm. I think we maybe had 40 in stock. So we were thinking, oh, okay, we'll give away like 40 suits. Yeah, yeah. That sounds nice. You know, we'd only ordered 200 suits lifetime with this manufacturer. Right. And, uh, well, I mean, you know what happened, but your listeners don't. It went berserk viral. We had, in the span of one day, we went from 7,000 followers on our Instagram to like 787. We were posted by like Time Magazine, BuzzFeed, Daily Mail, TMZ. TMZ was calling me and Alan's phone five times a day for a full week what comments um wait listen for those of you listening do you remember in 2017 there was that viral picture of that girl sitting by the pool in a red one piece like her back was out and everyone was like reposting it because we thought we're gonna get a free bathing suit i reposted it okay and i know all my friends reposted it too this is literally brady's company like it's crazy like it went viral it did and like we I mean, we could not believe it, Riley. We were we were hungover the day we posted <laughs> it. Maybe two hours uh, from idea to posting it. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot of like strategy. Right. I mean, what were you guys? A lot of planning. What were and, you doing? Like when you saw you had like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people posting this. I mean, what were you guys thinking? So we were really excited. And then I remember we had to decide. We were like, all right, we can't. There's 2 million reposts. So we're like, we can't oh my fulfill gosh. 2 million orders. <laughs> We'd only ordered 200 suits. Like, right, a manufacturer right. can't make that. So we came up with a random number. We were like, all right, what about 50,000? Maybe we could give away the, that number. And we still didn't know if we could fulfill that. We didn't know if we'd get that many orders. Right. So then the next following day, we gave out a code. And it was just a public could just use it and in 30 minutes it was less than 30 minutes actually we had 50,000 orders and like I remember like over the eight months that our business existed we had 800 orders so and maybe $30,000 in sales in these 30 minutes we had $800,000 in sales and 50,000 orders and like we were so excited but then when it set in we were like uh oh like what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah and so the next few weeks was just chaos alan flew out to china we were also graduating from college oh so we gosh. had to take our finals um i had to fly out i flew out to palo alto because our instagram got taken down because oh. they thought we were like a bot account yeah because we we're oh growing gosh. so fast right so I had to like talk to them. They gave us our account back. Jeez. Um, it was just chaos. But we went through it all. And like, I, I just remember it was almost like, and this is a great philosophy. It even helped me in my run. I didn't talk about this in my book. So this is good that I'll talk about this. 
is like, I think sometimes in life when you have no other option, but just going forward, like there's only one way. And Mm -hmm. at that point it was like, well, if we don't fulfill these orders, our company's over. So we were just like, we got to find a way, let's fulfill the orders. And we just went all in and we found a way. And I think that, you know, when you don't have a backup option, it's kind of like, uh, there's this philosophy about, um, it was like during wartime, this one captain was like, right when they got on the land, all the ships got on land and he knew their, their army was like outnumbered. So what he started to do is he burned all the boats, he set fire to all the boats. And so then he was like, oh, well, there's no way home other than we need to win. Right, like we have to face it, yeah. Land, you know, burn the boats, that's kind of the, the, the same. So um, yeah, we just kind of had that mentality. We got through it. The business was like, you know, it was so fulfilling and I learned so much about myself and oh, yeah. business and life. And I did that for two years and Remind actually the at the name. peak. So we first were called Sunny Skirts. And then okay. when we expanded to swimwear, we changed our name to Sunny Co. Clothing. Gotcha. Sunny Co. Clothing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the company still runs today. Um, I, I just got to the point where, you know, I was doing this for two years and it was like, this is what I tell entrepreneurs. When you have your own business, there's no off off switch. You right, know, you're right. always thinking about it. You're always doing something for it. And that's that's kind of the the sacrifice you make. So mm-hmm. I was okay with that, but I just didn't feel like uh it was as purposeful as I thought it could be for yeah. me. So I ended up leaving in 2018. I sold all my shares to my business partner and friend Alan. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that leads us to, that was December, 2018. I was living out in LA and it kind of started this, uh, period of me not knowing what I was going to do. And I was Mm -hmm. so used to that company being like my identity. Right. Right. And, uh, so yeah, that was like a very scary time for me because, um, I just like, I, I, I guess like. I had not much pressure and even on myself, I didn't really think I would do like anything in life. Like when I was in high school, that that's kind of what my mindset was. Mm-hmm. I just thought I would, you know, my dad was very successful, but I always thought I would kind of just be in his shadows and not really do much. So when I finished Sunny Co, everyone was asking me left and right, what's next? And, right, right. You know, most people, when they just leave a job that's doing really well, they usually have a backup plan or an idea of what they're doing next. And I didn't. And I remember I drove Uber for a little, I was just doing the most random things. Yeah. And through that time period though, something became consistent and that was running. Um, I joined a run club. This was August, 2018. And by the way, I like for most of my life, I, I, I talked about how I played sports, but I would only run because coaches made me run. Right. Uh, I hated running. Like, really? absolutely hated it. Yeah. So wow. uh, when I joined this run club, it was like unwillingly. My friend dragged me out of bed on a Saturday. Yeah. Again, I was hungover. I didn't want to <laughs> go. And uh, as you can tell, I partied a lot back in the day. But um, yeah, I went to the club. I could, the first day, I could barely like do the three miles. That's what everyone was doing. Yeah. 
but it just felt so good. And like, I knew I was like, wow, it's a Saturday morning. I just like got this fresh start to my day. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've already done a lot. So, you know, I, I didn't keep going to the club every, every week, but like the founder of the club got my number and he would text me all the time. So I started to like feel bad when I would like lie and be like, you know, I slept past my alarm. I'm not feeling good today. And, you know, I, I, it came to this point where I was like, I was letting him down, but I also felt like I'm letting myself down as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it started going more and more. And then it was just like, that became the thing, the one thing in my life through this chaos of transitioning out of my company and not knowing what I was going to do. Yeah. That became the only consistent thing in my life really. Mm-hmm. So I like started running every week, once a week, then I would run in between the run clubs. Then like, I was like, well, maybe I should sign up for like a half marathon. I heard some people at run club doing that. Yeah. So in November of 2018, I did my first half marathon in Santa wow. Monica. And I remember that was so meaningful for me because before that I didn't think I could do a half. Right. Marathon, right. Which is like, I ran across America, but at, at literally, right. like, you know, like, but for doing that with November like November 2018, I didn't right. think I could do 13 miles. So, yeah, wow. Um, I did then a couple months after that the LA Marathon. That's a really just famous and popular one out in California. Yeah. And that same month, actually, before even running that, I wrote in my journal, I was like, you know what? Like, someone who was depressed, you know, really just didn't know where their life was going to go not active at all very out of shape like that could barely run three miles like what if that same dude seven eight months later could run across our whole country three thousand miles so that kind of became like in my head I would say that a lot like three to three thousand it was just kind of like catchy you know yeah and so I wrote in my journal I'm gonna do this and then literally months later May 5th is when I just thought to myself, like, all right, this sounds crazy, but like, what if I could just break this down? And I was like, well, I've never ran five miles a day. Like, I've never even done that. Yeah. But what if I could run 10 miles a day? I don't know why I thought this. I was like, okay. <laughs> more than five miles a day, but, but yeah. could I do that? And I was like, I probably could. So then I was like, all right, if America's 3,000 miles, maybe that'd take me 300 days. So I just kind of kept like asking what if, and I think that's a powerful thing. It's like, you don't always have to believe you can do something, but if you question it, then at least you're, you're still in the process of like going for it. Um, Right. So yeah, I, I flew out to New York city beginning of May and then uh, I rented an RV because I knew I was like, I need somewhere to sleep at night. Okay, wait, up. wait, 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 wait. I have, I have too many questions. Hold on. I have to pause you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, I just kind of want to get inside your head for a second here. Like, you just start running, you do this marathon, and then one day randomly, you're like, "I want to run across the country." I mean, who thinks like that's so? Who thinks? Like, how did you even think of that? So, I mean, I guess it's like, okay, I'll, I'll just say this: when when I did Sunny Co. That was like the first time in my life where I was like, huh, like maybe, maybe I am meant to do a lot more in this life than I thought I was. Yeah. And then, so 
when I was doing the running, it was like that, it was almost that same thing happened when I did the half marathon and the marathon. It was like, wow, like my whole life I've been telling myself I couldn't do these things. And then I just did them like that yeah, quick. Right. And I was just like enjoying it. I was really enjoying the growth in it. And I was enjoying the freedom that running gave me. And I love traveling. I always have. So yeah. it kind of just became this thing of like, this sounds awesome. And I, I'd be lying if I said I really like, like th was on the couch and then the idea popped in my head. Like I literally woke up, rolled over my bed. It was almost like I wasn't even doing it. <laughs> it was like, I was like lucid dreaming or something. Yeah, yeah. Pulled out my journal and just started writing and was like, I'm going to do this. And then, and I remember I closed the journal. This is a crazy thing. I closed yeah. the journal and I didn't open it again. I didn't look at it for a month. And oh I didn't gosh. tell, I didn't tell one other person the idea for a full month. Okay. So then I was able to really like, it was kind of a cool thing to know I was going to do it, but no one else knew. Yeah. And I think I built up in that time, the confidence to actually do it. For so like sure. when I told, say my parents and my family, I was going to do this, my dad, and I talk about this in the book, he was like trying to talk me out of it. And I don't know really, really? like, I think he was just being like protective and like, yeah it maybe want to see me fail or I don't know what it was but I remember like that really would have broke me I think if yeah. I didn't have that full month to myself true to kind of, true you know but again like I, I say to people is like everyone's path is different and there's mm -hmm. no one right way to do it just in my experience I think that helped me a lot yeah, you know. for sure. And I remember seeing on your Instagram, you were um, posting videos like when you were telling your best friends what you were doing and when you were announcing it to your family. And I just, you know, everyone's so excited for you. But I mean, I can't imagine if my son or my brother was like, I'm going to run across the country. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like what? Yeah. But um, no, it's awesome. And everyone was so excited for you. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so amazing. Um, yeah, my mom right away, she was like, she said it so quick. It's funny to look back on it, but she was just like, run, Forrest, run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately so had the Forrest Gump reference. So, um, so yeah, after you announced to your friends, so I'm sure, you know, everyone super excited for you, right? Like everyone like was encouraging you. Yeah, and... there was, uh, there was like a couple people that like, even one of my friends told me while I was on the run, he was like, hey, just so you know, when you first told me this, this is like months after he's like, He's like, I didn't think you were going to be able to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, so, yeah, I guess some people gave me some fake love. Like, yeah, you can do this. Good right, luck. And right. I think some people were just straight up shocked. Some people were supportive from the start. It was a yeah. whole mix. Right. Know? So I want to hear more about, like, planning and like how you kind of map this out like what yeah. was like I guess I went quick bro no no you're good <laughs> it's very exciting no I love yeah. it so like how many states were you going to be running through you kind of mentioned like you were going to gotcha. do 10 miles a day like tell me a little bit yeah. about that so logistically I thought to myself what are the the steps I need to do this so I think one of the first things I thought of is is um you know, am where, where, if I were to do this, where would I sleep at night? Yes. And so I've, I'd seen a few people do this 
and I was I had seen some people do it by RV where they would have an RV following them along and then that's where they sleep at night so then I thought well if I do that I'm gonna need another person to come with me but that was still like you know I was okay with that right and then the other way you can do it is just like backpack and go by yourself and camp out and all that and I did think that would be a great challenge too but I I don't know why I was just like leaning more towards like I I just want to be with someone while I'm yeah, out there. So for sure. Yeah, that was kind of okay. So the first thing is like, all right, I need an RV, someone to come out with me. And then I guess, how am I going to get out there? Just fly out, um, bring my running gear, that type yep. of stuff. So who and did you bring with you? So it's kind of funny how it works out, but um, I, I called. Well, first off, my, my friend Alan from the, the business, he connected yeah. me with this really talented videographer in San Diego. Okay. And uh, I, think it, I think it was Marcus. Marcus. And uh, Marcus was like, he was all about this, wanted to go. He's going to film it. So maybe we could turn it into the documentary or something like that. And uh, he just didn't, he couldn't go for work, I think, until like July okay and i was so just like anxious and just ready wanted to get it over and with. Wanted yeah. to go and uh i just thought like you know if i don't go maybe i'll just put this off you know so right i said no i was like no i can't wait that long and i remember i was like a little that was probably the first like thing that didn't go my way for the run right yeah and uh then i was like wait a sec one of my friends in college said I remember him saying it because I was like, that's, that's an odd thing, but that, you know, that's pretty cool, I guess. He was like, what if you could see the country as like a truck driver? You get to drive around and see all the different states. Mm-hmm. So I called him up, Nate Heiser, and I was like, Nate, I got this crazy idea. <laughs> you want to kind of come with me and do this thing? Yeah. And uh, he was just immediately, let's do it. No and, way. Oh, I and love when that. I, when, Honestly, when that happened, I was just like, all right, this is, this seems very meant to be, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, I think it was like from the moment I called him, this is honestly a testament to him just going for it. I think he was working in Montana at the time at like a ski resort. Yeah. And I called him. We ended the conversation. A week later, he flew out to Arizona where his family was, said goodbye to his family in Arizona. Then a couple days after that, flew out to New York. So literally within like two weeks of the call, he's already out in New York. I'm in New York. We're hanging out with some of my friends that lived in the city. And it was so crazy. Goodbyes. What's so crazy too is like, this isn't just like a week vacation. I mean, this is like two to 300 days. Like that's almost a full year of being away yeah that's crazy i love how your friend was like yeah i'll do it like yeah what's even even crazier though riley is like going into the trip we we honestly thought this is going to be 10 to 12 months i remember in the first interview i had with abc news and and that happened when we were in new york city a few days before the run um just a mutual friend was like hey dude i told your story to so-and-so and and they know someone at ABC news. Could you have time to go speak with them about your story? Yeah. So I did that. And I remember even in that interview, I think I said, yeah, I think it could be like 10 to 12 months. So 
That's insane. It's so crazy. So when you, so you had your friend, you had this RV, you kind of had a little bit of a plan. Were you like prepping for this? Like physically, like, were you exercising more? Were you like eating healthy? Like, was there any kind of prep for this? Not really. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I was, so, okay. So I did that half marathon in November. Yeah. Then in April, uh oh two i think it was two weeks after my marathon the la i did a half iron man how could you even walk after your marathon let alone doing i couldn't it? i couldn't for half a few days. iron man that's crazy yeah. and i still remember so the half iron man ironically was that was the big one that i was going for i didn't really care i, I did care about the la marathon but the half Ironman was like the one that I was like, I don't know why it just scared me so much. There's yeah. swimming in it, biking, running. Oh, it's and intense. I gonna, yeah. I was like, this is, wow, this is insane, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, I was training for those. So I, th- I think I was fairly in good shape, but as yeah. far as running goes, I, I remember I looked at my stats. I was running I think it was two to three miles per day before starting. Okay. So what I like to say to people is I really got my training in while I was doing it. Yeah. You can't train. I mean, you could try, but like you can't train for something like that because, well, first off, so much of it was mental. And then other than that, you could do all the right things, train your ass off and then go out there in the first week, you have a crazy injury. Like that was another part of it that like, I didn't, I didn't ever get too close to know all this stuff. If I did, it probably would have psyched me out. I probably would have gotten injured or something like that. But as the trip went on and I was talking to more people, they were telling me these things and I was like, wow, yeah, it is a good thing. I didn't get injured early on and whatnot. Right. Um, quick little story. So when I was in New York, I went into or trying to get some like self-help books before the run. Mm-hmm. I talk about this in my book, but I picked up this one book and it was literally like how to run really far. Okay. And You're like, this is perfect. I remember like I started reading a couple pages and it was just like, I, I immediately was like, well, I didn't do that. I didn't, I don't have this. Like, how am oh, I going to, no. you know, and it started psyching me out and yeah. I closed the book, put it back. <laughs> and like, that's, that's, I think like, sometimes I think we overcomplicate things. We learn too much about something yeah, and then it disrupts our, just like our, I don't know. We have like this kid, just tenacious energy to just go for things. Right. But then when we think it then it's like we're not as aggressive with it so for sure yeah that's so true so i wonder i i'd love to go back and try to find that book yeah (laughs) you should that'd be funny to read that so you start running in new jersey may 5th of 2019 now what i thought was so amazing that you did so from the very beginning before i guess maybe probably before um you even started running you decided that for every month you ran you wanted to raise awareness and raise money for causes that were close to your heart such as you know suicide and mental health st jude's research hospital make a wish foundation this is so amazing i mean how did you um think to do this and also do these organizations have 
you know, a special um, meaning to you? Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think this was probably, that was probably the most proud thing I've ever done, I guess, in my life. You know, when young, I remember I would do like community service, but it was always to like get credit in class and whatnot. Right, right. And so remember telling my family we we're getting prepped for doing all this and my initial motivation was just like I want to inspire myself show myself I'm capable of doing something like this yeah but then also document it and hopefully inspire other people through the journey and my my family was just like well you're going to be out there doing this raising so much attention and they were the ones that that told me this idea oh, so okay, I don't know okay. if I would have necessarily I probably still would have done something like this but yeah um yeah, I I was just like, yeah, why not? And I chose some that were really close to my heart. And then just some that I was like, oh, I love this one. This one's a really cool one. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so NAMI was really big for me because I lost a, uh, one of my friends in college, committed suicide. So that was like, you know, I, I just think anytime anyone talks about suicide or mental health, it's like, it's it's not as you know and and give it 10 years and it might be a completely different story but it's not people don't like to talk about it so yeah. i was just hoping maybe i can raise more awareness and mm-hmm. um you know help for this cause and then the other really big one was make a wish so my sister caitlin uh is a cancer survivor oh wow that's amazing and she she got cancer when she was 16 and it was just, you know, so many times visiting her in the hospital and, you know, just seeing someone having a normal life, whatever that is, but go, go from that to like being in the hospital, losing a lot of her friends. Um, It was just very tough. So when we got, she got granted a wish to go, she chose, she loved this show called Gilmore Girls. Okay, yeah. So um, we got to meet Rory and, and oh, all, sweet. like, the whole cast or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of funny because, like, one of the stars from there, Melissa McCarthy, she wasn't, like, a big star on the show. And now she's, like, this huge right. star. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we got to meet all them. And I just remember it was, like, so cool. It was, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it is kind of a, you know, she probably thought it was like the biggest thing ever, yeah. but you know, it's kind of a, a small thing. It's just one day, but like, it really felt great to be out of that like hospital atmosphere. Oh yeah. Cause it can just get like, you know, kind of, I don't know, depressing sometimes in there. For so sure. uh, yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, that would be really cool to be able to grant someone a wish someday, you know, yeah. give back to that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's yeah. so amazing. That's so awesome. So I want to know, um, when you started running, like you have this RV, did you like pack a lot of stuff with you? Like, did you only bring like running shoes and clothes? Like what did you pack with you? Uh, yeah, I packed, uh, I mean, I'm kind of a minimalist. Like I don't really have a ton of stuff. So it was probably primarily clothes. I brought a lot of shoes. I brought like, I think two pairs of new balance running shoes and then two pairs of hoka and uh what else lots of like electrolytes and stuff and i just kind of figured we'd get food and right and, right you know, water and all that stuff while we're out there um brought like my laptop 
um what else uh my mom had like sent us like dvds because they had a dvd player oh, in the rv yeah. so we'd like watch like dvds some nights but um uh, what else what else you know yeah and i guess there's some other running gear like a right. massage gun that i would yeah. use when, you know when my muscles are all super tight right so <laughs> you and nate start this journey you leave new jersey i want to hear about a day in your life so you start in new jersey nate's driving yeah. this rv like what time are you waking up what are you eating how long are you running in a day are you listening to music are you listening to a podcast like run me gotcha. through like a day in your life okay so eh, okay it would be it's kind of hard to because I, I'll, I'll just tell you this like the first few weeks when we were out there we did it so much different than say the last few weeks oh, so like really? okay. the first few weeks i remember i would tell nate like hey i'm gonna run to this elementary school or whatever it's like 12 miles away here's the location so he would know when i left the rv where i was going gotcha. about how long i'd be gone all that stuff and then he would sometimes follow me and mm -hmm. then as the trip went on, it, things just got more and more loose. And I think the reason for it was because I, I was just wanting to kind of feel how my body was feeling that day. Yeah, yeah. So some days say, you know, once we got like, let's say halfway through the run, some days I would just be like, all right, Nate, I'm just gonna like, I know the roads that I'm gonna run today. And let's just see how far I go. And yeah. when I'm close to finishing, I'll text you. Gotcha. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Cause even the first few weeks I was only running for say two hours and I averaged, I think 10 miles per day the first month. Okay. But then by the last two months, I was running 20 miles a day running for over four hours. Oh but my Nate gosh. would just do his thing. Yeah. RV. <laughs> I'd, I'd, send him my location with like a mile to go and then he'd come out and, and wow. meet him. so um and again same thing as far as like you know google maps i had i think that that you know finding an rv and then someone to come with those were the biggest like concerns. for sure yeah i remember the route i was very like concerned like well there's not like a route online for how to run across the country. So right. I just use Google Maps walking directions. And like oh, the yeah. cool thing about it is they don't let you see like, you can only see up to like, I think it's like 300 or so miles at a yeah. time for walking. And so I never fully knew my route. I only knew oh, like so funny. a couple hundred miles at a time. Yeah. Um, and even that I would just, literally just usually be like like i say say it was day 50 you know and i just finished my run mm -hmm. tonight i'd go to sleep and then tomorrow morning when i wake up i would look at the maps and be like all right i could probably which which road do i have to run on so say there was one road that goes for 40 miles i wouldn't even i wouldn't even i would just be like oh nate i'm on this same highway today yeah so like wow. just stay on this highway yeah you know? so i and like there was sometimes where it was like so you know i'd be on the same highway for a couple days or jeez something. well yeah. it's fun that it wasn't like super structured like it wasn't like wake no. up at 7 a.m do 100 yeah. jumping jacks eat breakfast go run go be back at this time like, i like i think kind of did I th it 
I think it was, and again, it's like, this is what I say is like, you know, you got to do it how, how just you're built and how you're wired. And that's never been me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just like, kind of go with the flow. Right. So there would be some mornings though, where, especially when I was like in Oklahoma, it started getting so hot early in the morning. It'd be like 90 five degrees by that's what I was just going to so, ask you yeah so there was a couple of days there where I just kept going my own thing waking up a little late starting late and then I was like all right I'm running in 95 degrees humidity it feels like 100 for four hours oh my God. and I was like it, it just exhausted me so much to oh, the point yeah. where the next the, when I was there I had to start waking up at like 7 30 no, it was even earlier, like six thirty, seven. Before it got really and hot. So yeah, it would be maybe say instead of ninety at the start, it'd be like seventy-five. Right. But it, it tremendous difference. Yeah. And then by the end of the run, it it get up to ninety-five. But at least oh I wasn't gosh. running in that the whole time. You know. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure too. There were times when, like, were you like ever like running in the rain or like really bad winds? I ran winds? in like snow. I ran in snow. <laughs> uh rain thunderstorm lightning oh thunderstorms. my gosh uh in texas there was like this uh I, I was doing a lot of like um just like kind of uh <laughs> off-roading i don't know what you call it like <laughs> i was just out there on like these back back roads pretty yeah. much back trails and there was one I remember and there was no other way I could go. And I remember, I think Damon posted a TikTok of this, but I literally had to go through like, a, it was like a foot of just puddle and oh for like maybe like a fourth of a mile. And I Jeez. just had to like, my legs are just soaked by the end. And of you it. still did it. Like if it was raining, if it was super hot, I mean, you still. Yep. Yep. I only. So it's honestly like, that's a cool thing that you just brought up. I never took a day off because of weather. I did stop wow. a run short because yeah. of weather. Cause there was one day where I almost got like hypothermia. Oh, it was wow. just okay. so cold. <laughs> yeah. and like, I was like 10 miles into a run. I also pissed blood. I pissed blood for like two days. I don't know. Oh. I just told, it's funny. I told, <laughs> you know, like nice, nice. I told, I told one of my friends this the other day. Yeah, and she's like one of my really, really good friends. Just seen, and yeah. she was like, "Wait, what? You never told me that." Yeah, <laughs> I was like freaking. That's crazy. Yeah, this one day I was like, I I was running, and this is back to the hypothermia, and I was running, and like one of my arms after ten miles just like went limp, and it was really cold, and I remember I started losing kind of feeling in my right arm, oh my and gosh. I was like, "That's not good." So then I ran maybe two more miles and then I called up Nate and I remember it was raining so hard. I could barely like type in the numbers on my phone. And I was like starting to get scared of like, cause my body started shaking a lot. And I was like, oh my God. Wow, I might have to run into someone's house for like warmth right now. But oh like, that's like the only, I'd say that was like the only time um, that I stopped. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Other like- than that, you know, I love how you just said too, you were like, yeah, I couldn't feel my arm after 10 miles. So I ran two more. Like I would have been yeah, like, I was like, I was like maybe this will go away a bit. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So in the beginning, when you first started running, what was keeping you motivated? So it was fun. 
And what I mean by that is it was new and it was exciting. And when I would run those first few months, I remember I'd be in the middle of nowhere or not even in the middle of nowhere. I'd just be running my route. And like, I would just be yelling out loud, like I'm running across America. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. And I remember a couple months into it, I stopped doing that. Cause it was like, all right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know I'm doing this. You yeah. Know? So I was so hyped on it that those first few months I was taking it all in. Yeah. And I even remember when I got to Nashville. So this was about day 90. Mm-hmm. I got to Nashville and I had some friends from LA come out and run with me and visit me. And one of them, Taylor Offer, he's actually the guy that dragged me to the first run club. Oh, okay. He said to me, he was like, so how's it going? Like, like, um, do you do you think you're going to be able to make it? Like, he's yeah. asking me all these questions. And I remember I said to him, I was like, dude, those first 1,000 miles, like, that was just the warm-up. Like, I was cocky. I yeah. was like, you know, I was thinking I was the shit. And <laughs> it was just funny because – I really did not go, when I look back on it, I didn't go through that much physical struggle up until that point. And then like (laughs) a week later, I got sick. And I remember this was pre-corona. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I didn't. (laughs) And I just had the flu. And I remember I felt like so just terrible. And it was probably of just hanging out with my friends in Nashville and going out at night right. and whatnot and I ran I remember I ran through it I didn't take any days of off, course you did <laughs> yeah I was just like in this mentality like go 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 and I think I even put up like my best week of miles I think it was 120 miles that week oh and, my gosh uh, then it, then it was like it just kept coming I think then um maybe a month later i think it was maybe like a month later that next month um yeah actually it was like two weeks after that two weeks after that i almost tore my achilles tendon and that was the point in the trip where i wasn't even halfway yet i was probably 1400 miles and i was just like wow i've 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 literally sacrificed everything for this right. and to get injured. It became this thing of like, wow, I might not be able to keep going. And yeah. that was the first time on the whole run where I thought, thought about that stuff. And it was just very uh, emotional. And I remember like I talked with my dad on the phone and then after he hung up, I just started like crying. Cause I was like, I just had this built up, like, so much passion for this right and I felt like I was just kind of going by the book doing everything I was supposed to stretching all that and the injury was kind of like out of my hands a bit right Um, so yeah that that happened and you know that was probably the turning point in the trip where I just you know I, I think up until that point I'd gotten past so many little injuries and this was the first one where I was like, oh, like, yeah, I really need to take this serious. So mm-hmm. I took two days off, which was really, really hard for me to do. Yeah. Um, because again, I was just like, you know, I got to get this done. Right. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, took two days off, rested, ice, all of that. 
Yeah. And I remember when I went out to run again, we were in Casa, Arkansas, I think. And I told Nate, I was like, can you film this? And I, I, I told him, I was like, dude, if, even if I tear my tendon, just film it. Like, oh just, my God. I, I did not know what was going to happen. Yeah. And then I took a few strides and I remember I gave him a thumbs up in that video. Aww. And like, from that point on, I think I went like 50 days in a row. Wow. Um, but like lots of crazy things happened to me out there. I still in Arkansas. Arkansas is a just funny things happen to me, but I got, <laughs> I got bit by a dog one day I remember seeing that on your Instagram oh yeah oh my gosh I was just like I remember after it happened I was like I looked down I was like am I bleeding I was like, yeah <laughs> it did knit me and I was like how the hell did that just happen right so oh weird. my gosh so yeah, yeah so like you know as you're running you know how are you taking care of yourself like I saw multiple different things on your Instagram like your nails are falling off like your heels are hurting your legs are hurting so like were you constantly like after you were running just kind of taking care of yourself then so um like I think the best best uh way to say this is like your body when you're doing something like that your body just adjusts so like blisters became like no big deal and like they actually started going away after a while like oh really your your feet are i mean when you look at like our human ancestry right like cavemen days like people just walked around You're on right. feet. that's kind of right. how we always got yeah. around so we're built for it um and like your feet will just callous and get really strong i guess um so yeah, my feet kind of did their thing. I did have every once in a while, like some ingrown toenails that were like really hurting when I was yeah. running and that I would like just have to cut and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but no nothing too crazy. In the RV, we did have a shower. So like I showered every day. Yeah. Just because like, and Nate even told me this, like towards the end of the trip when I was running like four hours like I really smelled like I was oh, like I can imagine and I was still yeah. showering every day I, I smelled like I was like in high uh, back in like high school yeah. playing football two yeah, days yeah. or something that's so and, funny uh, yeah so thank god we had a shower yeah <laughs> um something I wanted to mention too so you actually started a podcast while you were running yeah so um I just was like, I, yeah, I think I called it the long run and someone had mentioned it to me and I was like, I wasn't trying to do too many different things because I really want to just focus on right, right. running. But then it became a very cool, like reflective thing. So I would post like one a week, it yeah. would be usually while I was running and I would literally talk about the process of like, oh, uh, this week was really tough. This happened. I went this many miles and like, uh, I just got to keep going. It was almost like I was giving myself pep talks wow. during them and stuff. So just um, to kind of reiterate, so you're not like sitting in the RV with Nate, like drinking a nice cup of tea, recording this podcast, like you're recording it as you're running, right? Yeah, but like the same way, um, like, I think I, I honestly think I just did it with like headphones. So it would be in my pocket. Yeah. And like, or maybe I would be holding it in my hand. I don't even remember. How I mean, regardless, it, like I can't but, even say like a sentence while I'm running, let alone. Oh, like, that's trying, what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yes. let alone trying so, to record a whole podcast. I mean, how are you not like dying so, while you're doing this? 
when I, and I don't know, maybe some other runners could tell you this, like why this happens, but yeah, just like, I would, I would be FaceTiming people and they would know I was running, but then I would be calling other friends and stuff. And, they and wouldn't people know. sometimes would never know I was oh, running while I was talking. Oh my gosh. Because like, I just got so used to yeah. probably my breath in that flow kind of, of running around, like. I don't know. It just became something where I was. E- it was easy to talk and breathe. And- That's insane. Jeez. Okay. So I think not to go back a little bit, but day sixteen was the first time that your story was shared on the news. So you briefly talked about how you were interviewed before you left. Day sixteen, you see yourself on the news. What? Um, you know, what were you like? feeling like what were you thinking like seeing yourself on the news i mean that had yeah. been so crazy for you yeah it's uh it's kind of funny because like growing up you know i would have like i i just had like little things like i remember i tried out to be an extra in anchorman too in san diego okay. <laughs> i was obsessed with little feral so i like yeah. dressed up went out there and they interviewed me and I did some like impressions of Will Ferrell. And <laughs> I remember like that was a big deal. So yeah, like seeing, seeing um, my, like, I think it was just cool to see those things, but even more than that, to feel like other, other people were supporting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just remember I, I, maybe if it was younger in my life, I'd be like, oh, this is, you know, it was still very excited, but maybe I would be like, oh, now this is a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I never felt that. I always yeah. just felt like now I have a responsibility to myself and everyone else, you know, mm-hmm. to get this done and do this. And um, the one the one that like really was just like, I was like, what this is crazy was talking with ryan seacrest because like oh i grew God. up i grew up watching american Idol oh, and all same. that wow and um that's that crazy. was just full circle and and you know he's got such just like this energetic voice oh and then yeah when you're talking to him you're like i'm talking to ryan <laughs> that was weird um so and cool. by the way if he hears this he always told me we did five interviews total and what's weird is like, I was always, I was just phoned in and, you know, he's in the studio and we get right, to talk, right. but we never actually met in person really? or talked. I never talked to him like off the air. Like right, every time right. we talked, it was only on the air. Yeah. And so on the air, he kept always saying to me, like, we need to get a beer in San Diego or LA. Oh like, my I'll, gosh. I'll buy you a beer. That'd and, be like, so I still cool. I've never drank a beer with him. So. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I just <laughs> better get a hold of Brady. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. Were there ever times during your run when you were kind of feeling lonely like missing your friends and family I mean you were gone a long time yeah so um you know it I think it I think that would have happened a lot if I didn't have Nate with me out there yeah he was just one of like my best buddies in college so we were just having a blast together Mm -hmm. and then on top of that I had my mom and dad visit me in Virginia about 30 days in and I've literally never been so surprised of anything in my life. They were just sitting in the RV after a run. And like, oh my God. I was just like, I, I've never been so 
caught off guard yeah. and like wow you guys oh, are in we're in some you. small town in virginia i was like yeah. that's crazy i never oh, would have thought so awesome and uh so they actually then my dad came out when i was in oklahoma nate nate actually flew back to i think seattle mm-hmm. to go to like a cousin's wedding Okay. And so that was the only time he was away from me on the trip. But my dad took over like his responsibilities oh, for a few it. days. Yeah. And uh, my mom then also visited me in Memphis. So oh, I so got cool. to see them. My sisters, yeah. uh, my brother visited me in Arizona. My sister's in New Mexico. So wow. I did get to see the family. And yeah. that was just so special. I, I, I had friends come out sometimes too. And like... Mm-hmm anytime someone was with me or even some days some people would run a few miles I almost felt like those were like it was like a cheat or something because it just gave me so much more you know fuel for sure that's so cool um were there ever times during your run maybe I don't know if this would be in the beginning or more towards the middle but was there ever a time when you were like I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm sore. I'm tired. Like, I just don't. Like, did did you ever think about it? There was, ironically, when I was in New Mexico, um, my body was hurting so much that, like, I remember I was taking 10 or so, like, Advil and Tylenol extra extra strength pills per day. And, like, my legs were just hurting so bad. And... I definitely had those thoughts of like, I'm going to get this done. But if this was like a month more, I don't know if I could do it, you know? Wow. So how far but, into your run was New Mexico? Like what day was that roughly? Mm, I'd have to check, but that was probably like around day 160 or so. Okay. 160, wow. 170. Yeah. Jeez. Something else um, cool that I noticed from your Instagram. So throughout your run, people would pass you like in their cars or on the road and they'd be like, oh, you know, what are you doing? You're like, oh, you know, I'm running across America. And they would give you like their drinks or I saw someone left a note and like trail mix on the road. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you're talking about this. So it's so cool. That was something that like, think going into the run I kind of felt like I kind of felt like you know I think most people are like good people you know yeah and when I was out there it was like we were blown away we would have waitresses like tell us no after hearing our story like you can't pay like we're not gonna let you pay for your meal we'd have people pull over just give me money and be like uh what cause like whatever you're running for here you go Um, people gave me food I remember one time I I would run by a lot of like Amish little Amish towns okay and um, there's this one guy had like apple pies out and I told him what I was doing and he was fascinated by like my water pack and how that all worked yeah and he gave me just an apple pie so I was like holding this apple pie in a little plate (laughs) And I was like, well, I probably shouldn't eat it now. I'll eat it like at the end of my run or whatever. So you're just holding this pie as you run. For a few miles, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, people were so generous. And then like even in West Virginia, this little town, Richwood, this was like my favorite part of the trip. Mm -hmm. Um, We met this couple, Jake and Nikki, 
and they were so nice and they invited us over for breakfast in the mornings at their house like random people you just met like i was running it was late at night and we were parked at this grocery store in the town and i saw this other guy running and i just said like hey what's up and yeah. we started talking and he's like hey man tomorrow come over me and my wife will we'll make you breakfast oh my time. gosh did you go yeah yeah that was Jake probably so Nikki, much fun they were they were awesome and like that town richwood we got to know like a lot of the people in the town because we're yeah. there for a few days there's only like two thousand people in the town wow and um yeah that town like i gotta go back and visit some yeah they were just awesome that's so cool did you ever have any and i want to like i'm gonna call them like monumental runs so like it could have been like when you hit 10 miles or 100 miles like did you ever have any runs where after you finished you were like that was like the best i've ever felt in my entire life or like i'm just so happy yeah. right now like a life-changing run like gotcha you, yeah. yeah so there was one in memphis um my mom was there and it was the day she was leaving and I told her I was like I'll run a marathon for you today mom and so I remember the beginning of the run I'm in Memphis then I then I went into Mississippi and when I got in Mississippi I was like I'm feeling pretty good it was really hot that day yeah but I had Nate come to the 13 mile mark and I got some like some more drinks and it was kind of like just taking a little five minute break yeah and then stretched a little kept going and then I remember it was just cool I like called one of my friends Alan and I was around maybe the 20 mile mark and I told him I was like I think I'm gonna go for it like go for the the marathon today yeah and uh then like I remember just like I called a couple more people and I kept getting pumped and then it was like I was just t- seeing how my body felt. And when I got to like 23, 24 miles, I was like, all right, I'm going to send it. Yeah. And like, it was just cool because the run started at say four o'clock and it was really, really hot. Yeah. And then at the very end of the run, it was maybe nine o'clock. Cool just down, finished yeah. the marathon. And mm. this was the craziest part. The last mile, I was straight up sprinting. No way. I, that was the craziest thing is like, I... I just like, you know, and again, I think it comes back to mental, but like I knew, and and I would always tell myself this on the run, but like if say my goal was 10 miles for a day, if I could go those 10 miles and then Nate, Nate's RV was there, some days I would just be like, all right, Nate, go, go one more mile. And I just keep going a little bit. Yeah. And I could always just give like, even if I just went like, a hundred feet I always knew I could go a little bit further mm-hmm. and so with that I always knew like I can just finish strong and, and challenge myself a little bit more wow and yeah I think that was probably one of my favorite runs of just yeah the moon was bright and I was just like I just you know it was cool to be able to like say hey I'm gonna go do this today and then I did it yeah um, achieved my goal and that's the cool thing is like I set goals every single day so some people would like talk about it and be like Brady you're in this town in West Virginia wow you got thousands of miles to go but I was just enjoying it and like thinking of like how far I had came and then what goals I had just on the day it was really just day day by day mentality out there yeah that's so awesome 
Um, how many pairs of tennis shoes did you go through? Because I, I feel like there's no way you could have just worn one pair of shoes this whole time. No, no. So nine. That was the number. I oh think my it gosh. could have been more like six. Okay. But there was a, the, at the beginning, I definitely used a lot more. Towards the end, I would just stick to like three. Yeah. And I think I went 15. I think I went 1,800 miles in three pairs wow. at the end. So I was definitely wearing out the shoes a lot right. more towards the end because I felt more comfortable with it all. Yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. At first, I was like, oh, I think I need a new pair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So as you're running, you know, you are documenting your experiences through Instagram and TikTok. You're gaining more followers. You know, other um, news stations are reaching out to you. Um, you kind of start gaining a following and that's how I first saw you on TikTok. I was just, your video was blowing yeah. up. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure with that too, like you had a lot of people DMing you, messaging you. Did you ever have any like celebrities reach out to you or like anyone that you've like looked up to or you were like, whoa, I can't believe this person just messaged me right now. Did that ever happen? Um, early on like while i was on the run i got connected with mike posner and that, that was pretty cool oh wow and, and we still talk to this day he's he's a really awesome guy but that's so cool. um that was probably the first one and then like you said i didn't start posting the tiktok videos until this year you yes. know yeah. after the run and stuff and i remember when some of those started going viral like the craziest dm and it would probably <laughs> for, forever i'll still have yeah uh was sports center that's no just way. like you know like i was straight up like that was my favorite channel growing up I right so oh that's so cool and yeah so that that was probably one of the coolest ones and yeah. uh yeah <laughs> that's awesome i saw too um on your Instagram that you were trying to get on the Ellen show. That was Yeah, kind of we almost did it. It was really? just timing. Timing was off and yeah. we got past a couple of rounds with it. But um I think they just had their December giveaways and it was mm. too tight. Well, Ellen, Ellen, my girl, Ellen, if you're listening to this, you know, Brady's available if you want to yes, interview yes, with him. Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm sure, you know, having all of these people following you and supporting you and liking all your videos, like, I mean, that had to have motivated you even more. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, again, I think it was just that, that thing of, of being like, you know, this is, uh, a responsibility so many people would check in daily you yeah. know i had friends towards the end of my run saying to me what am i gonna do now without your right right what's <laughs> up guys it's day 105 yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm out here and blah blah, blah. like right. they just got so used to it so you know it was cool and i i would there's this little niche thing that i did and every time i cross a bridge i would do a video and be like another bridge and like yeah. <laughs> some of my fans and supporters would like send videos of them doing that like oh, back in their so town cool. so yeah yeah wow. all that stuff motivated me yeah. for sure so i want to talk about the event that you planned so you planned this event for december 8th where people could run the last three miles with you in san diego <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um is this something that you planned like before you even left was this kind of like a spur of the moment like oh i kind of want to run with other people finishing up like how did this happen 
So if, I think like a few months into the run, I thought about, I definitely wanted to finish in San Diego and I thought, you know, it would be really cool to have some friends and family run yeah, with me on the last day. For sure. So yeah, it was kind of like just in the back of my head, never really thought too much into it until towards the end when I was like maybe a month out, I was like, all right, I should start getting my family help out. So like my mom really did a great job of like finding this restaurant in San Diego where we could have an after party. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we made some flyers. My run club helped me with that. And uh, it was just, it was hard because, I mean, up until that point, you know, every projection I had, I kept beating it. Right. So it was, it was it was hard to pick. All right, by this day I'll be here. But right, I had right. a I had a pretty good gauge of when I would get there. Yeah. And so I think at first I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll get there November thirtieth, December first. Okay. And then I was talked to family, and they're like, well, you should give yourself some leeway. So I settled on December eighth. But the okay. truth is, I really got within fifty miles by like December second. So uh, I, I probably could have finished, finished a lot sooner. earlier. Gotcha. Even, maybe I don't even know. That might have been, yeah, maybe I even got there December 1st. I don't remember. Yeah. But um, it was special and it was so cool because it, you know, it. Um, I just, I thought to myself, you know, this is, uh, this is a we achievement. Like we did this, we got it done. And like yeah. everyone had a part of it, you know, right. whether it was during my run or even when I was a little kid, you know, yeah. I kind of just had these thoughts of like everything good and bad that happened in my life led me to this experience and this moment. And I just wanted everyone to be a part of it, you know? Wow. That's so awesome. So I want to go, it's the last day you're in California in San Diego. It was day what? 218, right? Your last day. 18. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. So I saw, so you were getting interviewed on the news you had three miles left. You have all these people with you who are getting ready to run these last three miles with you. What was going through your head at that point? Um, well, it was just crazy. I mean, <laughs> there's people that had known me in college that were there. There's people that knew me from high school, from elementary school, um, family, friends. It was just like, wow. it was like, whoa, you know, just everyone there just to support my right. thing you know it was a pretty uh i don't know humbling experience i guess for sure and, um no i was just like man like we're gonna do this the ocean was definitely on my mind and yeah like, you know i it was raining and it was funny because the first day it was raining in new jersey and it was just me and nate on the beach like practically no one there yeah and you know almost felt so anticlimactic but like for me it was like fireworks I was so excited and like gonna get this run started and yeah. then on the last day for it to be the same weather and That's everyone crazy. there and su yeah. such a big deal and news people there it was just wow. like I kind of you know said that it's like so much so much of what we do it's like even with this podcast you know maybe at the beginning of you doing this podcast, you have a couple friends excited for you with it. But then towards the end, it's like, everyone's like, congratulations, Riley, and all yeah. that. So you have to just 
be okay with um, the process of, you know, like, you know, it, something might be really important to you at the beginning, but a lot of people, you know, they, they don't a hundred percent want to put their faith or support in you until you show them a lot of results, which you know, sure. it's like the ba bandwagon, Yeah, <laughs> but they weren't, they, they weren't, you know, now I feel like I'm saying those people were bandwagon fans and they weren't, I'm just saying, uh, they weren't there on the first day. That's right. 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 Yeah. right. So, so you have to be okay with that. For sure. So you're running towards the beach. You have all these people cheering you on and you finish your run. You run straight into the ocean. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, I would have been so like emotional. Like you had to have just been on like cloud yeah. nine. Like I can't even. Imagine. I remember like the, everyone was there on the beach, like looking back at, at me and I was way out in the water. Cause it was really, uh, I think it was really like low tide. So I had to run really far out yeah. of course to get deep in the water. And finally I remember just having this thought, the water felt so nice that I was like, I could just stay in here for hours, but I yeah. knew people were back <laughs> on the beach to yeah. you know, go. And I had to, that was a crazy thing afterward, just saying thanks to everyone and taking pictures. I've never smiled so much in my life because oh, everyone bet. wanted a picture with me. Right. And like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was so special. And to be honest, that like really sentimental moment happened before the run even started. I was just like, you know, I, I really felt like so much of my life I, I've always questioned things and not known why certain things have happened and I felt like God like really just put me um put me in the right place and was always you know uh putting the right people in my life the right experiences to to let something great like this happen yeah you know? And it's so crazy to think about too, like you said, you know, after everything with your business, like there was that time when like you were depressed, you didn't know what you wanted to do. And then, you know, you set your mind to do a marathon. You did it. Half Ironman, you did it. Running across the country. Who, who does that? And you did it. Like, it's just, it's so crazy. It's so amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so awesome. <laughs> so after your run, I can't even imagine how sore you were, but so you were already home back in San Diego. Um, and you know, of course you were on the news again, gaining some more followers and you were also able to do some public speaking. When you got back, you were at your old elementary school and high school. Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, I got to go speak at my old high school. I got to go speak at my elementary school, um, some middle schools in the area. That's it was so just cool. run, run with some kids and stuff. It was Aww. just, uh, it was a lot of fun. And they were like asking for my signature. This oh my one, gosh. At this <laughs> school, I just like this, this kid, these kids were obsessed and they like, we're like, can we have one of your shoes? Oh. And I was like, screw it. And I just took off one of my shoes and gave it no. to them. And like, yeah, oh. <laughs> they were obsessed. It That's was, so cool. Was, uh, you know, it was just cool because, again, from the very start, I, I, I never had people, like, sending me messages like, hey, man, like, you, you changed my life or you inspired me to do this or that. And, like, it just started happening so much during the experience and then even after that like I just felt very wow like 
you know, overwhelmed in the best way of just yeah. like, wow, this is so, I never would have thought that it would sure. turn into all this. You know? Yeah. And what was so cool too. So when you got back, you actually wrote a book, which we've kind of mentioned throughout the episode, but it's called nine for nine, the nine lessons I learned running across the USA and nine pairs of running shoes. Was this something that you were working on during your run, like in your free time on the RV? Or was this like, I'm back in San Diego, I finished the run, now I want to sit down and write about my experience? So, um, you know, I, I, a lot of people would say to me, oh, are you going to write a book and do that? And I just really wasn't focusing on it a lot during the run. And like when I was on the run, I was just like business. I was like, let's focus on the run, you know? Right, right. And I still had a journal though, and I'd write a lot. But I just noticed as the trip went on, and even before the trip, people would say, I think you're going to learn a lot about yourself and life and through the experiences out there. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. But like, as the trip went on, I really did learn a lot of different things. So I started just writing them down every once in a while. And when, when I got to like, say, Arizona, I got to speak at this, uh, I was a part of this leadership uh, club called chain gang out there. And I got to speak to the the class of 35 students and I, I wrote down on a sheet of paper, like some of the lessons I learned. And so, yeah, it just kind of, and they, it came to me really easy and it wasn't like I was trying to make up things. It was right. just like, I went through this and this yeah. is what I learned. And so I almost felt like obliged to share those things you know with other people so for sure yeah a few months after I was just finally like you know what I am gonna do this and uh it was it was a long period from start to finish um there was even some months where I just stopped writing and didn't didn't touch it yeah and then came back I I had written over 30,000 words then when I took a break and came back I completely trashed it no and way. I changed the whole different style of the book and how oh it was going to be. And I just made it like, it was at first going to be really long, kind of bio, yeah, like a biography. And, and then I was just like, you know, I'm going to write this book as if I was giving like a keynote speech. So I just made it short, sweet, to the point, the nine lessons. And that was about it. So wow. yeah, it's a lot of pictures. It's on Amazon. If, you guys want to check it out oh i'm literally ordering it right after this episode everyone should go (laughs) order it as well um but yeah it's uh yeah it's like it's pretty short but you know yeah i mean i can't imagine like releasing a book you know at 25 years old 24 25 i mean that must have been just such an incredible feeling and in addition to that i remember seeing that it was the number one new release under running and like the running and jogging category on Amazon. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was that was crazy because I didn't even know how like all that worked. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's been awesome. And like, I still have a lot of the books on me to this day where like, I'll just give free ones to like Postmates that come by and give me, oh. <laughs> give them a little sign. But, yeah. So. That's so cool. Tell me some of those key takeaways that you learned from your run that you mentioned in this book. So I think a big one is um, 
I think a big one, and like I talk about this a lot, but is like a lot of us think we need to know know a lot of of things before we start something, and you know we we go through so many challenges in our life, and like for you to be here doing this podcast with me, like you've probably been through a lot in your life. I've been through a lot in my life. And when we go through new challenges, it's like our brain sometimes forgets all the things that we have overcome. And so I think it's like a big thing is to remember all the things that you have overcome. And like, just because this new problem you're facing is like, unique and new and maybe you haven't faced that exact problem yet that doesn't mean you can't overcome it and keep going and like all the times in my life that have I've I've struggled so much it's always prepared me for something just you know extraordinary that Mm -hmm. like I was I almost had to go through those things to get to where I am today so like my depression I've even had conversations with my mom where she's like oh, maybe my side of the family gave you this and whatnot. And like, it's something I still even deal with. And it's, I, I know though, like, there's no chance if I didn't go through the that period of my life that I would have been able to do something like this. It really Absolutely. did serve as like that ignition to get me, to get me going, you know? For sure. That's awesome. So, you know, since this incredible journey, that crazy year you had, what have you been up to? Like, what are you up to now? Okay, so I just moved out to South Carolina. A lot of big changes in my life recently, to be honest. A lot of big changes. So I visited my sister in Charleston, South Carolina a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, loved it so much. I was like, all right, I'm going to leave. Yeah. (laughs) I moved out of LA and flew out here, just got in on Friday. Oh my gosh. Um, I've also, this is like, I don't even know if you knew this, but I've been off of social media now for almost a month. No. Yeah. So like I got rid, like I still have all the accounts. So like if you want to search all my stuff, you still could. Yeah. Like I don't have any the TikTok app, the Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all that's off of my phone. No way. And yeah, so I've been, I did that. And that was kind of like for a long time, I'd wanted to do it, but I just thought like, oh, well, how am I going to be successful in 2020 if I'm not on social media? Right. But like, I've kind of just like realized that like, I can still do all the things that I want to do without right. that. Um. So that's another interesting thing. And then uh, last thing is um, in June, so I had already wrote the book. Or actually, when did, wait, (laughs) maybe maybe I finished the book in July, actually. But anyways, in June, I was on TikTok and I listened to this one kid singing and I was like, this guy sounds really good. Yeah. And I went to his page and he on his live, he sounded just as good. So I was like, all right, it's not like lip syncing. Right, like he's really good, yeah. So I sent him a message. His name was Donzel Taggart. And I sent him this message and we go back and forth. And then a few weeks later, 
I was just like, I got this feeling over me, almost like similar to the one when I had to run across the country. Yeah. And I was like, I need to text this guy and just say like, how can I help you? So I did that. And then he sent me back this weird message of like, have you ever thought of managing before? And I had, I had lived with people in music before in LA and been so around it and just in love with music Mm -hmm. and so I just took the dive and I've been managing him now for a couple months here wait that's so cool he he, he's from Little Rock Arkansas okay and I flew him out to LA when I was still living there oh uh, wow you know just in August so just two months ago wow and he recorded his first EP it's called for the people on Spotify Donzel Taggart um and and then literally just this past week I moved him out to Venice so now he's living in LA getting connected with all like the TikTokers and people in music out there that's amazing and he he is also gonna be going on like um well keep it vague but like he's just gonna be in a singing competition no way wow so like he's he's going places and it's been such a blessing because um he's such an amazing guy and and again like from the start i've i've never thought i could do things and then i want to share it to inspire other people right now i i think it's just as cool when i'm on the sidelines cheering someone else on so yeah i feel like i'm his little cheerleader right now (laughs) help him out and stuff and he's gonna he's gonna you know people will probably listen to this in years and just be like oh oh brady's talking about donzel in this (laughs) podcast or something you know yeah that's so cool that's so um, exciting yeah, other than that, you know, just trying to um, live life and, and not, um, you know, I guess a lot of my life, I was always trying to do things to just please people. And, you know, life is too short for that. You got to just do your thing. And, you know, um, you don't have to just always be apologizing to people because yeah. you're not doing exactly what they want you to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, just getting back to that, following my dreams. My running is not done, so. I, I was do. just going to ask you, yeah. like, <laughs> is there any other, like, crazy challenges you're trying to do or, like, anything else that you're kind of going after right now? So, um, I am. Uh, it's very, you know, still early stages, but over the past few months, I've been working with some people to um, – hopefully get a running show so i'm trying to get a running show what and uh this would be 2021 and uh you know i i again it's something that's just so like this one dude who's following my run he became this just super fan and supporter of what i was doing and we stayed in touch after the run he's got some connections out in la in the film industry so yeah we're trying to pull some strings here oh, and see what we can do but it gosh. just comes back to again you know trying to to connect with people um i love traveling yeah and, you know i think i think there's just a lot of people out there that uh, need someone's i guess um a form of inspiration like that's so cool to me you know Mm -hmm. and 
because in my life and to this day, like I'll watch something and be so inspired. And, you know, um, I just, I think it would be so cool to, to be that inspiration for someone else, you know? For sure. Well, you know, your story, it's seriously so incredible. And I just feel so fortunate that I was able to talk to you. Um, you know, you've made such an impact on people all over the country. And I just know that whatever you end up doing in the future, you're going to continue to be so successful and accomplish everything you put your mind to. So seriously loved having you on the podcast. You are so amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, you're, you're awesome, Riley. <laughs> and uh, I can just tell, you know, um, I can tell you really enjoy the, the process. And that's another thing if I had to, to say to someone is like, you have to find a way to enjoy the process because if you're not aiming for that, then it's like, sure, the little moments here and there when you get an award or you get some extra paycheck or whatever it is, that, that's nice, but that's fleeting. So if you can find a way to enjoy the process, you'll do it forever, you know? Yeah. So, and you'll be very successful. Usually it's like, um, I was joking with my friend Alan in business, but it's like the companies that fail or whatnot, it's because they just stop. It usually they, they, you can always get an extra loan from someone or someone can save your business in that way. But it's usually because you lose the passion or the drive and maybe you're not enjoying the process. So I can tell you're going to, you're going to do great things with this. Oh, thanks. That's sweet. Um, if you do get your social media back and regardless, people just need to look at your page and see what you're up to. Where can everyone find you on social media? <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, uh, have you ever seen what's the hot tub time machine? No, I don't think so. I've heard of it. Though. Okay. So they go back in the past or whatever. And, um, <laughs> there's just this scene where he like finds this girl and it's like, the 80s or whatnot so they don't have phones and stuff and he he's just like can i get your number and she's like what and then he's like <laughs> so well how can i she's like well i don't have, what's a phone i don't know what that is and he's like well how can i find you yeah and she's just, uh she's like i don't know you just gotta find me and so yeah to connect with me you probably yeah. have to come out to charleston and just get lucky but um other than that, like if you just want to look at my stuff, it's at RL Force Gump on TikTok, Instagram. I think I went on Twitter for a little. Um, maybe I have to go back there and check to see yeah. that all my tweets are okay. Well, yeah, everyone <laughs> give him a follow. It's seriously so cool looking back at all of his amazing videos and how I was documenting the run. It, it's so cool. So everyone give him a follow. But Brady, seriously, can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. Loved having you on. I hope all of you enjoyed this episode and learning more about Brady. And I will see you guys next week.